Hi, everybody. This is your cousin, Brucey, and you are listening to TV Confidential. And now, not confidential, here's Cousin Ed. Ed Robertson, welcoming you back to TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television that is about to take you back to New York City and the world that John Lennon woke up to on Monday, December 8th, 1980. A day that began with a photo session with Rolling Stone photographer Annie Leibovitz that resulted in an iconic cover photo. A day that continued with a long, friendly, and upbeat interview for RKO Radio, which John discussed not only his new album, Double Fantasy, but his life in general, and how content he was to have been out of the spotlight, more or less, for the previous five years. And the day that concluded with a five-hour session in a recording studio to complete work on Walking on Thin Ice, the new single by his wife, Yoko Ono. By all accounts, December 8th, 1980, was a very good day for John Lennon, but it was also a day that turned out to be the last day of his life. At 10.50 p.m. East Coast time that night, John Lennon was shot five times by Mark David Chapman and died 30 minutes later. A shocking act of violence that the world is still still very much coming to grips with 30 years later. Much has been written about the death of John Lennon, but few books are as insightful as December 8, 1980, the day John Lennon died. An excellent new book by Keith Elliott Greenberg that not only provides a minute-by-minute minute account of the last day of John Lennon's life, but is also a moving account of John's life as a whole, his career with the Beatles, his relationship with Yoko Ono, and his impact on the world in general. Keith's book is very much like a documentary with words, which is not a surprise, because in addition to his writing and journalism career, which includes 30 books, Keith Elliott Greenberg is a producer for America's Most Wanted, and he has also produced programs for VH1, 48 Hours, The History Channel, and MSNBC. Keith, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. I've been looking forward to this, uh, Keith. Uh, tell us... Um, Tell our listeners, how did you come to write uh, December 8th, 1980? Well, uh, Mike Edison, who's my editor at Backbeat Books, and I are friends outside of work. And we were chatting about uh, the death of John Lennon, and we were talking about New York in 1980. And um, I guess both of us realized that the city had changed significantly, and uh, what a tragedy it would be if people kind of forgot what that city was, because that was the city that John Lennon had fall, fallen in love with, and to a large extent, that was the New York that I loved as well. And so uh, the initial intention was to recreate that time. What was it about New York that, that uh, resonated with Lennon? Well, I mean, you know, in my case, I think what I enjoyed about New York at that time was it was very unpredictable and it was very exciting. There was uh, bad, but also a lot of good and a lot of energy and a lot of people coming from all over the world and kind of taking their shot at, um, you know, in, in pursuit of fame of some sort or of recognition. Um, I also think that John Lennon felt that he was respected by New Yorkers because this is a city that where people bump into each other all day long and they give each other a little bit of um, decor. There's a certain decorum about the way you bump into each other. <laughs> and I thought about this on October 9th when it was John Lennon's 70th birthday. I decided to go up to Strawberry Fields and, uh, you know, take part in the commemorations. And when I stepped on that subway, there were plenty of people going to Strawberry Fields, but there were also people going to the Yankee game. The Yankees were in the playoffs that right. night. And 
there were people dressed as comic book heroes because Comic-Con was in New York that night. And I realized John Lennon was a significant part of New York, but he wasn't the only game in town, and maybe he enjoyed that. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, it's, it's been 10 years since I've been to New York, but um, it is just so vast. I mean, there, there are just so many people, and there are just so many places, and, and, it, it, and, like, and like Sinatra said, it never sleeps. So yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Please. Well, I, well I, I was going to say, even someone as huge and recognizable as John Lennon could be relatively anonymous in New York. Well, I mean, look, uh, as a neighbor said in the book, let's not be blasé. John Lennon is John Lennon, <laughs> and everybody knew who John Lennon was. But I think that in a city like New York. John Lennon could go about his business and people understand, you know, they see a lot of famous people in New York. They see a lot of important people in New York. And if they saw him walking around with his kid, I think the attitude is here is give the man a little bit of space. You know, the guy with his son, give him a private moment. There, there have been a lot of um, tributes and documentaries um both on network television and cable television in, in recent weeks, one of which was the uh, documentary on, on PBS. I don't know if you saw it, Lennon NYC. Lennon NYC, yes. Yeah, well, there's, there's a comment. I forget who made it, but um, he was talking about when Lennon first came to uh, Greenwich Village around 71. It's like because you know, it was at the height of the, of, of the anti-war movement, movement and, and you know, anywhere you go, you, could, you would have poets, you would have activists, you would have, you would have intellectuals. I would think that would have resonated with, with Lennon. I, I think that's true. And realize Yoko Ono's time in New York preceded John Lennon. She had been part of the Fluctus movement, uh, a very cutting-edge art movement, before she'd even met John Lennon. So she already had a taste for the city and that side of the city. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.